Welcome back, mates. It's the Top Step. Grant Balfour and myself, Ryan Rollins-Smith. Episode number one was a blast. Thank you, everyone, for the comments and the feedback and the email I got. It was awesome. If you do want to reach out, feel free at hyphen18 on Instagram or Twitter is the best way. I'll see it. I'll get back to you, I promise. But hey, I, just, I want to get right into it today. This is going to be a fun episode. I'm going to drag some stories out of Grant, get some laughs out of him. We have a good uh, topic for the Australian segment at the end. It's still nameless. We've got to figure that out. Anyway, I'm going to get right to it, but make sure you click subscribe. Make sure you tell your mates all over the world. We're going to have a lot of fun. Enjoy episode two as Grant Balfour joins me right here on the top step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> He's a Hall, Hall of Famer. Famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life. As he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was. And six. Victor Martinez and Grant Balfour join and benches have cleared. My goodness. This this is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up. He talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. All right, Grant, we're back, mate. Episode two, how are you feeling? You, you, you got some legs under you after the first first episode or what? Oh, yeah, mate. I'm uh, rip-roaring, ready to go for the second one. <laughs> that was fun, mate. We, we had quite a few people reach out. Someone brought up a great topic. I didn't quite know what, what he meant. We're going to get to that later. It's an Aussie topic. I think it's brilliant. He didn't come up with a name. We're still going to come up with a name for the Aussie topic at the end of these shows. Put it on your head at the end, and we're going to go through them. But quick, before we kick off, I'm going to give a big shout-out to Dan Clark, Big Danny Clark, up in Lismore. Now, let me tell you a story about this guy. So, big Mariners fan, right, living in Australia. Came out to, to T-Mobile Park um, when Edgar Martinez was, uh, was number was being retired and everything else. But he'd always hit me up on Twitter, you know, and I was like, oh, this is, you know, Australian, this is good, Australian Mariners, whatever. And so, sure yeah. enough, we get back in January, we're doing camps up and down the coast um, with next-gen baseball and, and – um, all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're cut, we can't get to certain states. And this guy, reaches, Dan Clark, reaches out to me and says, oh, when do you come to Lisbon? I'm like, hold on a sec. You're the same bloke who, who I talked to on Twitter. Well, he yeah. runs he runs the uh, the baseball club up in Lismore. Like, typical Aussie star. I say he's a he's a big Mariners fan, loves yeah. baseball. He runs the baseball club up there. Sure enough, we go up there. We have an amazing camp. And you won't believe this. You, you, you'll love this. Yeah. I'm staying at the mother-in-law's house. <laughs> the barbecue swimming in the pool the whole time we're up there. Such a tight ass. I can't, can't get a hotel room. I'm like, well, you got anywhere to stay, mate? Because I can stay at my mother-in-law's. Sure enough, there I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. I've got to say, hey, big Good shout bloke. out to Dan and the family. I know he's listening. Matter of fact, he's the only Australian um, to have a top step yeah. T-shirt, the one I was wearing last episode. So ah, good um, on you, Dan. Yeah. Uh, lo- love to meet you, mate. So like a top bloke. He is Dan's a man. So I want to give him a shout out right off the bat. But yeah, you know, no, man, sorry, I'm, I'm 
kind of sweating. I had a workout before we jumped on. Just a quick 20-minute workout. Yeah, you, no, you look pretty buffed on, on screen. <laughs> I was going to say, mate, you're looking good. No, I can't, I can't, I can't get time to – I'm not, I know this is everyone's excuse. Oh, I can't get time to exercise or anything like that. But, yeah. mate, two kids running around. Right. Mate, you got to find time. You just got to find time. You got to start doing push-ups with your two-year-old, mate. <laughs> I, I, have, I, I seriously just drop yeah. down the floor and just knock out twenty push-ups. Boom. Yeah, and I just knock them in. Hit some chin-ups, some burpees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you still, you still get after it though, don't you? Working out. Ah, uh, not like I used to, but yeah, you know, I just, I just bought a new piece of equipment throughout my gym at home and just, uh, you know. Ran through about 100 pull-ups, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I still get out there and have a crack at it. I get I get up to the gym. I um I was getting up there a lot more than uh, before this pandemic and stuff, and I kind of you know steered clear of it a little bit because it was one of those havens for this bloody COVID, you know. But, I um uh, I struck yeah. when I got done playing. When you're playing, you sort of have that deadline. You get that off season, and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna get you know, I'm gonna get in good shape, or I want to make this team, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, when spring training rolls around, I got done playing. I was lost, man. I'm like, what do I do now? I was just doing straight beach workouts, no lower body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's fine, you know. Just whatever, whatever floats your boat, mate. Last time I saw you was pre-pandemic <clears throat> in Arizona. I never forget. I'm, I'm like, you got out yeah. of the car. I was like, look at this dude. Like, it look, you you look like you're in better shape than when you were playing. Oh uh, yeah, I probably was because I'm having to lift heavier. Yeah, I dropped a few kilo. But <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, trying to ramp it back up. But um, nah, mate. All you boys, you, you guys are all in great shape. I'm everyone trying, was, mate. Everyone I'm, was in good shape, mate. Everyone I'm was staying to. in good shape. I've seen a few of the blokes running around. I'm like, Jesus, what happened to you? You know, oh, dude, You're just on the drinking, drinking kegs, mate, at a time. You know, mate, it's insane. You go to like some of these, like you go to like a, a golf event or some charity thing or some ex player. Yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Uh, you start, uh, when did you start sumo wrestling? You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, it goes, mate. <laughs> take a day off, mate, from the cans. Like, yeah, it's oh, insane. Yeah. And, and on top Ripping of that, too, just to make the image worse, like, yeah, you're all talking about the cans, mate. I might just crack into this bang real quick. <laughs> That's what it's taking. Nothing better, nothing better than a good bang. Stay healthy, you know? Look at that. And what's, what's the, it's a teal, teal blue. Can with some pink on it. That's the rainbow unicorn, mate. Ah, it's a good yeah. drop. Eyes will uh, pop out of your skull. There you go. Get yourself a bang. Stay healthy and get that creatine in you and those aminos, mate. Yeah, yeah, we need we, we need that. We need you to be on that there. Look at that. Look, look at the color it's of that not, can. I mean, if you're ah, mate, look at yeah. that. You can't miss it. You can't miss it in the aisle when you're walking down the supermarket. If you don't get a hold of that, you know, what are you doing? Rolling the 7-Eleven, 3 o'clock in the hour, though. you you got to finish off a shift or something like that. And Mate, the biggest eye catcher is a giant can of bang. I love mate, it. It's a liter, a, a liter of goodness right there, mate. mate put, <laughs> put, three, put three away so I can get some good stories out of you later. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. It'll get, it'll get you going. I'll tell you, I'll get your day started. Hey, by the way, last week we talked about the milestones. And if you missed it, you can go back and listen to episode one. It was really good. We're talking about Miguel Cabrera, 500 home runs, how hard that is, how many years you have to be good, and how many years you have to put away 25 home runs. I can't remember the math uh, we, we worked out. And we're talking about Justin Verland, if he, he's coming back. 
But someone reminded me, by the way, I gave a shout out to big Danny Clark and, and I can't sit here and give a bunch of shout outs out, but I appreciate all the feedback, man. Everyone loved the first episode. So it was really good. But I will say I did get, um, there was a little critique here, someone who hit me up. Um, oh, yeah? yeah, Dan James, right, from New yeah. South Wales, hit me up and said, oh, why didn't you talk, why didn't you guys talk about Grant's record? Fill me in. I don't know what he's talking about. I wouldn't have a clue. Probably did probably, was, uh, probably didn't give news or anything. What was it? Yeah, I don't know what record he's talking about, mate. Most home has given up as a reliever or something. <laughs> no, I mean I know I know we had the uh, the record out there in Oakland that that still holds, I believe, forty four straight saves, which was you know a pretty good feat when I look at it. That's Not, unreal. Uh, Eckersley, I suppose, had forty. Old Dennis Eckersley, the uh, Hall of Famer, mate, who uh, obviously undoubtedly one of the greatest relievers. So that anytime you can um, knock a record like that off, I was, you know, pretty, pretty happy. Yeah, you being your typical humble self here. Look, dude, 44 straight saves. How many years did that stretch over? Uh, it was over a year, a full season and, and change. That's insane. Now, if you don't know what that means, basically every time Grant came on when it was a save opportunity, basically three runs or less, where the game's on the line, comes in for that ninth inning, the – the, your, your, your biggest high leverage arm coming out of the bullpen when it all matters, pressure's on, 44 straight games where you did not blow a save. Insane. Yeah. And Dennis yeah. Eckersley, if you don't know who Dennis Eckersley is, Hall of Famer, you know, huge, iconic player in baseball, played for the Oakland days. Did you, did you talk to Dennis Eckersley after that, after you broke his record? No, I never, I never got a chance to talk to him, but I had met him once or twice just around the ballpark. Uh, the funny thing was about that was, you know, the media would come up to me and say, oh, you're about to, you know, you're getting close to breaking this record. And I said, what record? You know, I had no idea about it, you know, because I don't I look up records. You're not going out trying to break records, you know. How many saves in when you had no idea? Uh, so I was at about 38 or 39. I was real close. <laughs> I said, <clears throat> I said, don't, don't bring it up. Whatever it is, if I break it, then you can come talk to me. You know, just come talk to me when I break it. So, yeah, I hear it on the news and stuff, you know, the highlights after the game, you hear, oh, he's tied the record. So I'm like, all right, it's, you know, I'm starting to learn about it as we go here. Uh, you got 40, keep going. And I realize, all right, I've broken it. They come up and talk to me in the clubhouse. And I say, oh, you know, I honestly had no idea about it. I, I feel a little embarrassed by saying that because maybe I should know. But, you know, obviously we don't know every record out there in baseball there's a ton of them um but definitely yeah to be able to to break that record it was, it was pretty awesome the, the funniest thing like you say did i meet him no i didn't but after the break it but some woman in the bullpen because i used to have a bit of a crowd down in the bullpen there they always you know loved us and whatever she came up to me and she goes hey i want to give you this baseball and i said oh okay and it was actually dennis eckersley's signature and it said number 40 on it it was one of the balls, one of the balls that he'd um, say from one of his saves, he'd given it to her or something. And she's like, Oh, I thought this would mean more to you now. And uh, I want you to have it. So I actually have some ball that, that he'd signed and stuff that um, from when he broke one of his saves. So that was kind of cool. How'd she get that? Oh, I guess he just gave it to her. Must have either just handed it to her or threw it in the stands or however it was like back when he was pitching, you know? 
because there's obviously he's, he's a, there's like obviously a few years difference. Yeah, you know, yeah, he tossed it up there or whatever or however it went, and uh, yeah. If if you knew when everyone was bringing it up around thirty eight, if they started bringing it up around twenty five, and if they yeah. started saying, "Hey, look, man, you, you're sort of," or "Hey, do you realize Dennis Eckles he has forty straight?" Do you think yeah. that would have messed with that at all? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it, obviously when you you know you plant the seed, and then you're like, oh, well, geez, you know. But when I went out there, honestly, I never thought about any of those type of things, you know. One just, thing, when you start thinking about all those types of things, I think, you know, you, you're not focusing on what you're doing, you know? Yeah, for sure. One thing you said to me, I remember when I was playing, I mean, you said a lot of things to me when I was playing as far as like the things that helped me out and everything. But you did say this, man. I remember, I can't remember where I was, but I'd given it up, give up like a three spot or something like that. I just got shelled. And one thing yeah. you said that you used to do, and I took this in, especially being in the bullpen, you said, hey, just start, like just press reset and see how many innings you can go scoreless. Like, see yeah. if you can go, all right, I've got three scores. Now I've got four. Now I've got five. Now I've got six. Is that, is that something – did you take that in your whole career or is that something that you did early on? Not straight away. I, st- I kind of – something that I just took on. I realized that if I could go, like, eight out of ten games where I went scoreless, my ERA was going to be pretty good, you know. And then, obviously, those games when you give up a run, you might give up a run here, then you give up a couple runs in another game. All right, let's say you go – three runs and 10, you raise a high two, two, seven, you know, three runs and 10. And you went eight shut scoreless, you know? Yeah. And it was just like that little game within yourself. All right, let's go out here, score, you know, throw up a zero, throw up a zero, throw up another one. And then once it snowballs and you start getting, you know, that little game in your head and you have a bit of fun with it too. And um, you just push yourself, you know, to throw up those zeros and put up the goose eggs. And um, I don't know, just something that worked for me. And I just did it in tens. So I kind of made it a short little stint. All right, here we go. Let's go again, you know. Yeah, hey, the worst was, man, um, I'd go out there sometimes, even when I was pitching well, I had no idea where the ball was going. Like, it just uh, felt like absolute rubbish in my hands. And I'm not talking, I didn't use any sticky stuff or anything. Yeah, um, yeah. Nothing like that. Like, it wasn't, oh, hey, like, I didn't have this on my hand. I just literally didn't know where the frigging ball was going. It was the worst, dude. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. You can't say you didn't know it was going. I mean, I think sometimes you, you, throw, you might, you might have not that way. You had any- a lot of movement too. You, you're a pitcher that had a lot of movement. I mean, your breaking ball moved three feet. You know, yeah, it was nasty. <laughs> it was, it was, mate. Went from left to right like a bloody uh, in swinger. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I just remember those times as you were talking about you know, sort of logging those, those, you know, 10 at a time or whatever. I just remember that, like I was going back to this game I had in Texas. I, I went out, this is when I was in the bullpen early on. Yeah. I had like literally, and I'm not, like I said, I'm talking about throwing it back in the back then. I just, the catch would set up down the way, no chance, no chance at all. And then yeah. sure enough, I'd get, the guy would swing at a pitch. I'm like, thank you for, for getting me back in the count. And then yeah, somehow yeah. I'd wiggle my way out of it. But it yeah, was yeah. the worst, man. It was the worst. I see that now. Like I'm, when I'm watching games, I'm obviously covering the Mariners. I see these guys. You can just see it on their on their face. They just yeah, yeah, like, looking yeah. up into the seats, and they yeah, just the whole the whole thing. Everything slows down out there. The the mind's ticking, and oh, yeah. you know you know yourself. You've been there. I've been there, and you're like, ah, oh, this is not good. Hey, did this you ever good. did did you ever use sunscreen and rosin? Did you would you yeah. get anything on your hands when you pitched back in the day? Yeah, use the sunscreen and rosin. You know, I'd try to little little bit of stuff like that. So yeah, try to get 
try to get someone to take. I think the hitters like that too, you know, where they felt safe too. Do you feel like majority of baseball? Because sunscreen, I, when I was pitching, man, sunscreen and rosin, it was, it was just whatever. Like it's, it's for grip, right? I mean, and I don't, yeah. want, I don't, I don't want to drag out the whole foreign substance thing again. We can talk right. about that whenever. <clears throat> but you, I, I still think I've said this a few times on air. There's getting grip and there's getting spin. The new thing now is generating a bunch of spin. But yeah. there are some of you guys that just there was something, whatever it was, just to get grip on the on the ball because those things are slick, man. They're like they're like snooker balls, you know. What yeah, I mean? especially in the cold weather, you go yeah. up to Chicago and it's thirty deg- thirty something degrees, and you're pitching. I yeah. mean, you can that thing's like having a, a a bloody ice cube in your hand, you know what I mean? Just slip right out, you know. There is a difference, and they don't have them anymore. Triple A, you're in Triple A, and you got those big fat seams. Then you come up to the big leagues, and the balls oh, are yeah. completely different. Triple A now, Triple A is using big league balls now. Oh, really? Honestly, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize either. Yeah, that was, that's interesting to me, actually, which Triple is, a- I think, is a great idea. Yeah. I, I are, they agree. Just, are they just, there's every, are they just like the BP balls that are left over from the big leagues? <laughs> actually, all yeah. scuffed. Like, here you go. <laughs> they're all scuffed. You know how you'd get those in the minor leagues? Sometimes they'd <laughs> sit down a box of balls, they're all scuffed, and you just have them in the, You'd be hitting them. Yeah, you just you just see a dump truck coming down the freeway. Like, oh, here's the new thing of balls. I just out a bunch of shit that's been hitting the yeah. stands. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, well, speaking speaking of that, man, the rules have changed. The um the September call ups, it's yeah. so different now, man. Like back when we were playing, you could have up to forty guys on your roster. I remember looking out. Um, you you get to a you get to a field. And you'd rock up. It's September 4th or something. You rock up. I remember rocking up in, in Anaheim playing the Angels. And they're taking BP. I walked outside. They're taking BP. And it is dead set. Just a sea of red. Like, I'm like one year they called up like 38 dudes. Like, there was 38 guys clogging oh, up. 38 guys on the team, yeah. On the team, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's different now. They can only call up two guys. Now, I know that, that yep. that's different because the – minor league season runs through September because back in the day, if you didn't get called up down and there, you go home and you sit on the couch. Oh yeah. You, you were going home and that was it. I mean, it was very rare that you got a call. Uh, you might go home and I heard a couple of stories where a few blokes were sitting at the house for two weeks and then they got a call and said, Hey, we're going to call yeah. you up because someone got hurt. But that was very rare. You know, once you were done, then you were done. And if your name didn't get called out and, to get called up for September some years, you were like, God, what, you know, what have I got to do? So sort of you got, it was, yeah, it was frustrating, right? Cause that was your, that could be the first call up for a lot of blokes. And that's like, their, the only call up. they're up, their only chance. Yeah. Or they're only called up and that's their chance that, you know, putting on a showcase. But nowadays, like you said, it's instead of 25, you got 26 on the roster. So you have that one extra all year, but, you're only going to get those two call-ups in um, September. Now, on the flip side of that, they are going to make a lot more transactions. So, yeah, you know, good. like you said, that the, the minor leagues are still going in September. They're only going to call two guys up. But those two blokes may come up for three days and get sent back down, and then another two guys come up. So opportunity is still there, but yeah. you're just not going to get the service time. You're not going to get the full 30 days and just bank it like and go over 30 <laughs> like he could have years ago like you know dude you might- were, that's a great point man there was big guys coming up and i'm sitting here looking saying like do you guys like are you guys like 
going harder or what they literally would come up September 2nd and they know they're there all month. And that, yeah. that'd be the big league lifestyle dude. That'd be like, you know, partying, they're getting that, that, that they know yeah. they're getting that whole check for the month. You know what I mean? They're off yeah. you know, <laughs> buying a new car or whatever, or, you know, oh, yeah, it, they've already bought a house and they've banked that check. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's right. That's right. It, it come up and they're just, they're just hanging. You know, they're yeah. on the plane, they're on the bus and, and cruise. And they may throw two winnings, but they're there the yeah. whole month. But that's right, man. Now all of a sudden you come up and get those two extra spots and you can go back and forth, back and forth. But yeah. it's funny. It was it, it was the competition there too, which is good, you know? Yeah. Keep showing your toes. It was tough though. You get to the end of August and you get the regulars, all the prospects go up, or the guys who are on the roster yeah. who can fill in, whatever. And then you got the, these guys who are just killing it in AAA, like killing it, like oh, yeah. 350. Sorry, mate. See ya. Off you go. Yeah, yeah. Like next year. And they just don't get that call up. But I think we're speaking of that, man, and, and you make bring up a good point about service time and everything else. You think about the – there is going to be a lot less big leaguers. Because – and I say that, and I say that with all due respect to guys who have just come out for a September call-up or the guys who kind of get awarded like, – sorry, excuse me, rewarded a September call-up. There's certain organization, organizational players that have had – you know, career minor leaguers, and they get that, hey, look, we want to give you a September call-up, up you come. You know, yeah. we, like like that was the situation with, with James Beresford in Australia. He came up for, in, with the Twins. He was with the Twins for years and years, and he was, you know, oh, yeah. loyal to the, the organization. They called him up in September. But there's going to be a lot less big leaguers, really, when you think about it, because they're not going to have that extra six, seven young players who come up in September it's a big audition for them. They go to spring training the next year. Things change and they never come back up again. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's 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 definitely changing. Uh, I mean, I, I do wonder here if we're going to expand and get some more expansion teams too. You know, there's always been a few questions out there as, uh, you know, are we going to add to the 30 teams that we've got? You know, that's yeah. that's also a possibility. You know, there's been speculation there over the years too. So, um, Where they are in Vegas? I mean, you never know, right? They always talk about Charlotte and Vegas and Montreal up there, maybe coming back or somewhere right. up, you know, all these different places. So, you know, who knows? Hey, the, the other part of this is too, when you get that, you know, like I mentioned, you walk out, you see 38, 38 players out on the field. Yeah. yeah. It does change the chemistry in the locker room, has to. Especially this yeah. time of year, you've got playoffs going on and you've been in the playoff race you know, a lot, way more than I have. Obviously, with the Tampa Bay Rays, 2008 going to the World Series, and then with the with the A's going to the playoffs a few times with them. How was it when when you rock up in the beginning of September? Was it was that a factor saying, "Hey, look, we don't want to mess with the chemistry here. We're only going to call up X amount of players." How'd that work? Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, my first playoffs was actually with the Twins, early 2000s. Now we, um, oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, and that was both back-to-back years, 0304 against the Yankees. Um, but I, I don't remember them bringing up a whole ton of players, just a handful of guys. Like you said, they don't want to really mess the camaraderie up that's going on in that clubhouse atmosphere. And then the other thing is, too, you know, you've got guys that are – tra- baseball's based on a routine. You don't want to show up to the ballpark, do a routine, and, and get all your work in. And so sometimes that can sort of those clubhouses, you know, the old Yankee Stadium, mate, those were tight. Boston, you know, it gets tight in there. Like you're trying to cram in 38 guys, like you're doubling up on, you know, 
You are. You are. Those guys doubling up on yeah. lockers. There is. is. They're in the big leagues and they're sitting there sharing a locker with some other dude. I mean, even in Oakland, Oakland's, you know, you know the, the story there. They're trying to build a new stadium and whatnot, but they're doubling up some of those places. They wheel out some, um, they got these makeshift uh, lockers that they're wheeling out and they put them in the middle of the clubhouse. So the clubhouse just got even smaller. Yeah, nothing against these blokes, but they're, you know, there's six or seven of these you know, the call-ups and they're, they're just like in the middle of the clubhouse. They're like, you can tell they're the call-ups because they're in these makeshift bloody uh, lockers that they've just, someone's thrown together with some plywood <laughs> with some chipboard, you know what I mean? So I was like, golly, build a new stadium, would you? Yeah, but, that's, um, that's insane. That, that's yeah. like, that's the same sort of idea too is I, I did a game, um, the Mariners played the, the Blue Jays. I did a YouTube game. They're playing in Buffalo. I'm sitting there thinking, yeah. Could you imagine getting called up to the big leagues? And no offense, no. nothing against Buffalo, but yeah. you're not in the big leagues. It's not. It's not. No. Unfortunately, it's not a big league city. I've played there, right? Yeah. And, and it's you know it's it's the stadium's not a big league stadium either. Could you imagine getting called up? Oh, made to the major oh, leagues, yeah. with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yep, going to Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. It's but, brutal. Uh, exactly. Actually, I, I ran into Charlie Montoya in the All Star break. Uh, I went away with my girlfriend on a trip. We took off and uh, got a bit of sunshine for the week, you know, and uh, came back through Charlotte and he was flying. He was actually with his wife and kid. He was coming from Tampa because they just got done playing the Rays and he spent a few days down there for All-Star break. And uh, he was heading up to Buffalo and I was just having a chat with him about everything. He's like, yeah, you know, hopefully we get back to Toronto this year, obviously. But I mean, he signed a three-year deal as a manager Right, this guy's a lifer in the minor leagues. I mean, he he'll tell you he managed in Durham and won championships there and with the Rays, and he's been you know minor league player, um, manager, coach, you know, for what 25, 30 years. You know, he gets his three year deal as the manager, well deserved to Charlie. He's a great bloke, and uh, has one year in Toronto. COVID hits. Straight down to the minor league fields, mate. He goes, Brilliant. I had one year in as a big league manager in Toronto, and then all of a sudden, look what happened. COVID hits, and they're like, Are you going to be okay going to like Buffalo? He's like, I spent most of my life there, so don't worry about it. It was kind of funny, but um, finally, obviously, they've gotten back up to Toronto now, right? Yeah, that yeah, they have. So, so he was in Toronto, then last year, obviously, COVID, so he missed half the year, and so this, yeah. this is. Technically, his last year as the manager, unless yeah. they extend him, and have they? Yeah, and he's only had one, one, and one year and change, like one year and a, what, a couple of months up in Toronto. And They're doing well, though, man. Hey, the Blue Jays, they got a. Hopefully, he's getting an extension to keep him going up there. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah if he hasn't already, I, I don't know the contract status, but uh, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got a good team, though, man. They got Vlad Junior and Bichette and all these. Yeah. I mean, they got a really good team. They're fun to watch. But uh, yeah. I didn't even think of that, too. The other thing, too, um, you go into the weight room and you've got a bunch of 22-year-olds who they're not going to play. And so they're yeah. still in that, quote-unquote, development stage. So they're, they're crushing the weight room. You roll yeah. in and there's no room in there. Yeah, I mean, you get the blokes that are going up. They want to impress, right? So and they're, Or they're just doing their routine, like you said. So they're, they're in the gym. You walk in there and it's like walking in the bloody Gold's gym, mate. There's no <laughs> at 5 o'clock, you know, after work. <laughs> Like you can't get on the bench, you can't get on the squat rack. What's going on? 
you know? So it's, you know, like I said, you want the routines. You got the bloke that's going to go run fly balls down for you, the center fielder. He just wants to get in there and get his yeah. you know, legs stretched from the trainer and, and get his workout in and get out of there and keep his routine going. He doesn't want to be telling, you know, Johnny and Steve to get off the squat rack because, you know, then he feels like a very big leaguer or whatever, just frigging trying to do but geez they don't have dress-ups anymore i believe or like i think that's like that's completely watered down like back in the day i remember like my first year oh, really that's just out the window is it i think so i'm not 100 sure i think they've, they've yeah. cut down a lot of the things you can and can't do but that was so much fun man like the, the uh, thing great. was the month of september first of all the, the chemistry gets thrown around a little bit it feels like spring training like you said there's so many players in the locker room but, you know it wasn't like i was super big league or anything like that at all, yeah. ever. Neither were you or anything like that. But yeah. you, you sort of have this, like, you, you if, as a young player, you're sort of on edge if you're a September call-up because you feel like you just kind of get thrown into one of the extras on the team. You're barely playing, whatever. Yeah. But then you have a bit of fun at the end of the year. You have some dress-ups or whatever. And then you start yeah. to chill out a little bit and have a, have a fun end of the week. But I don't think that – I'm pretty sure they're not doing the dress-ups. You know, I remember, you know, sometimes you get a few blokes who are like, oh, I dressed up two years and I've got me time. And then they'd fight. Yeah, they're not dressed up. <laughs> but, nah, you're dressing up again. Put it on. That's right. Because they're like, oh, I've already dressed up twice. It's like, no, no, you only got three months in the big leagues. You're still considered a rookie. Boot yeah. It. Yeah. yeah you go. Put your dress on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, dude. I remember that. Hey, we also yeah. had this one kid, Danny Cortez, who threw like 100, right? No, I remember him. Yeah, he's a big fella. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he yeah. has this. He rocks up, and he's got you know long hair, like just just yeah. completely like I, I can't really describe this guy properly, but just clueless, man. Like I've got to say, when he came up, he was absolutely clueless. Now he was in AAA, and at that time, I'm sure they're, they're probably doing a similar version of this. But basically, in AAA, it's not like you've got hey, you got to go win. It's about development. So you'd pitch a couple innings couple of days off, pitch a couple yeah. innings. You, you know, if you're a bullpen guy, you're sort of just on that sort of roll of like throw and a couple of days off. So you know that like if you throw two innings, you're not pitching the next day because the games aren't yeah. pretty cool in AAA. They're just, it's more about development, stuff like that. This dude rocks up. He throws <laughs> – first day he comes out, throws an inning and like inning and a third or something like that, pitches, and yeah. dominates. Like I'm talking just blowing blowing doors off dudes, like throwing 100. He rocks yeah. up the next day and he's done well, right? And he's a rookie. Like, he's a, he's a September call-up. Usually those guys, they might sniff and get an inning and sniff and sniff the field for a second, and then they're not going to play for two weeks, right? But he yeah. comes up, pitches well. He comes yeah. out in a bullpen. I, I roll out there just wearing tennis shoes. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> big, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Mind you, he rocks up. He walks out with all the, the, the older guys in, like, the fourth inning. No, if you're a September uh, call-up, you get out there before pit, first Yeah, pit. Anthem, mate. You better be, be out there before exactly. the Exactly. So he rocks up, like, strolls out. Fully cleared it up. Yeah. Well, look at this guy on his own, by the way. Like, just rolls out in the fourth inning across the field. We're like, dude, this guy's got three days in the big leagues. Yeah. He up, he's just wearing he's wearing joggers, mate. He's wearing running shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, well, I pitched yesterday. I'm like, <laughs> like, never. Like, dude, and the nah. bullpen, we had, where the bullpen coach rolls over, he's like, listen, nah. get back in there. <laughs> like, just pissed. Sure enough, he pitches that day, and he's like, yeah. they call and say, I'll get Cortez going, because he did well. And the manager's like, oh, no, he's yeah, 100. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. well, you mean I'm pitching? I threw yesterday. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so oh, funny. No. Well, mate, you get the big leagues, it's all hands on deck. They're going to oh, yeah. throw you out there three, four, 
days in a row. I mean, yeah. I remember going five days in a row. That yeah. actually, that was by choice. I wanted to pitch the fifth. Like, I got a story for you listeners uh, later on. I can tell you about one that one. That one, which is let's hear um, it. Let's hear pretty, it now. Pretty funny. Oh yeah. Well, uh, we were in the playoff run, and we we were down. Um, geez, we were down five games with six to play. Anyway, we were playing um, Seattle. We beat Seattle. We swept Seattle, uh, and then Texas. They got swept. Texas got swept by some. This is like in 2012. Then we played Texas the last three games, so it was all in our hands, you know, because Texas was was in front of us. So um, by them getting swept and us sweeping Seattle, now we're you know three games to go, two to win or something. So we we had never been in first place the whole year, 162 games. We're never in first place. Texas led it the whole way. Anyway, so I've I've thrown this. Uh, I guess the second game against Seattle, yeah. the third game against Seattle. So I got two games in, right? And we go into Texas comes into town. Anyway, sure and behold, there I am out there closing out the game on um, you know the third day in a row for me. We beat Texas, or we inch closer. We we keep winning. We can take this whole thing down. The next day, come out, and I get to we get to go out there and actually I come out and punched out the side. Fourth day in a row, punched out the side. We can. Rip raw and ready to go. Now, if it comes down to the last day, whoever wins this game is going to win the division and go to the playoffs. So it's like the seventh inning and it's real close. It's like we're up like five to three. I'm like, I'm getting ready. Like, I'm amped up. I'm like, I'm going in. I don't care. Five days. What? Are, I just don't care. I started this. We've done four. I'm going, I'm going to do five. And actually, Cookie and Doolittle, Ryan Cook, give him a shout out. And uh, Sean Doolittle, who um, people will know. They both also were, were on the same schedule, and uh, they they had gone in for their fifth days as well. And, oh no way! Uh, yeah, and then at, at the end of the game, there it's eight nine. Well, it comes around. We actually tacked on a few runs, so he gets he gets another bloke up in the bullpen. Oh, Millsy, he gets up and he's warming up, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> no way, <laughs> this is fucking not happening. I said, I, I'll throw him four in a row to get, you know, get here. And the other blokes had done the same. They'd already gone five. I, fuck, I, I called down. I got on the blower. Got him <laughs> you called down. The, I the, called yeah. down. I said, I want to speak to the manager. I said, put him on. Tell him I'm, get, I'm going in. Tell him to sit down. I'm going in. I want, I want this game. I want to finish it. You know what I mean? Because okay. I was going to be on the mound for the ninth inning. Finish it. We're going to jump up and down and celebrate. I'm like, so, so this is Bob Melvin, right? Bob Melvin, yeah. So I said, get him on the phone and... So Bob, he said Bob, Bob picks up the phone and says, yes, what is it, Grant? <laughs> yeah, basically, basically the, I had the, um, you know, the bloke down in the bullpen, bullpen coach, call him and tell him, right. tell, him to, tell, tell him to sit down and get me up right now, you know, because <laughs> I want it. I've gone four days. I'm going to go five straight and finish this. I want to be out there when we win this thing. Right. So anyway, you know, Miller's there, whatever. And to this day, I just, I don't know. I mean, I'd lost my head, you know, I got up. Fired up. Miller's there warming up. He comes and he puts his head down. He's going to sit back down. You know, he's probably disappointed. He's got his water there that he drinks when he was warming up. I kicked that out of the way. <laughs> I, get <up. laughs> I get up on the mound. I start firing him in there. Go out there. Freaking go me one, two, three. Ah, we win the whole thing, you know. And we're off to the playoffs, mate. And we're jumping up and down. But, oh, yeah. That was the five days straight, mate. And 
So, uh, so uh, Miller, he's there. He's warming up. He's thinking to himself, I get to close this thing out. The place is going to go berserk here and, and I'm going to be yeah. the guy. You yeah. call down and say, no, I'm, I'm closing this bitch out. Yeah. What did he just did he say anything to you after the game or anything like that? Nah, he didn't say boo, mate. He didn't say boo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was a nice bloke. He's a he's a top bloke. He's a good bloke. But uh, he's nah, got he, under, he's, he has there has to be a part of him looking back, especially. Maybe we get him on maybe we get him on the show. But yeah, yeah. Um, but uh we have we have a few blow-ins that are gonna come on the show. Yeah, Jim the Miller. Jim Miller, shout out to Jim. He's a good Jimmy, bloke. So, He's got to look back and go, yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. I understand it. But that could have been yeah. his big moment, man. I mean, could, yeah. You know, but I, I'm going to ask you too, uh, on day four, was there a conversation with the pitching coach or Bob Melvin saying, hey, how are you feeling on day four? And then how's your arm? We're going to have to, sh- like, yeah. can you throw? Because I guarantee you, especially from a media standpoint, they're like, oh, the bullpen's depleted. There's no way these guys do little yourself. And uh, who, was the, who was the other one? Cook and, right, and, cook and cookie. There's no yeah. way these blokes can pitch day five, and sure enough, you did. So, like, there must have been those conversations before the game, right? Hey, how's your arm? Can you pitch? No, they definitely uh, would always keep up with us. Usually, they would sort of say, "How are you feeling today?" For everyone, you know. But um, you give them the thumbs up. Yeah, I'm good. And and you know, we're, it was like being in the playoffs in the last week. You know what I mean? It was like every game was on the line, and we wanted it. We wanted to get to that playoff. You know, it was just like, hey. You can't leave anything on the table. You know what I mean? So hey, we'll just go out there, go out there. And then once we get to the playoffs, we'll go from there. But we got to get there. So we were just every day, yeah, thumbs cool. up. We're good to go. And to be honest with you, thinking back, you talk about some records. I actually went five days straight there and uh, 15 straight outs, mate. Didn't allow a base runner. So it was um, pretty wow. effective, I guess. So it was good. Yeah, it was good. You're talking, you go back to those days, like 2011 with the, the A's and Tampa Bay, especially in 2008. This time of year, we're talking, it's early September, you've got a month left. And you mentioned yeah. with the A's, you were never in first place in the AL West, right? Yeah. The Rangers, and the Rangers were good, man. Around that time, man, that was so tough. That's some yeah, big boys in, in that lineup. At this time of year, forget all the September call-ups coming up and whatever else. It must have been such a, a special time when you when you're a month out, you're right in the race, going to the ballpark every day. Oh, it is. It's awesome when you when you know you're right there in the thick of it, and you you've got an opportunity to to go to the playoffs because you know, you know if you if you have been to the playoffs, you know what that's like, and you know you know the atmosphere, and you know what you're getting into. So that's why I had a little bit of time with the Twins in the playoffs. And with the Rays and, you know, the World Series run, I'm thinking, man, you know, hey, you don't know how long you're going to play this game and yeah. you want to you want to get in those playoffs and you, want to, and you never know when you get in the playoffs, you never know what could happen. So, and we're all trying to go out there and win a ring. So, yeah, that last month can be a lot of fun. And it definitely was. And it came down to the last week. It was, it was insane. But, uh, and the crowd was behind us and everyone. It was, it was such a, such a great time in my career, yeah. You make a good point too, man. Mike Sweeney, I play with Mike Sweeney. Big shout out to, to Mike Sweeney. And uh, yeah. he went 15 years, five-time yeah. All-Star, you know, was one of wow. the, the biggest names in the game, never playing in the playoffs. Really? And well, then, he was the Seattle Royals. With the Royals, man. He was with the Royals. And then when he was with the Mariners yeah. in 2010, at the end of 2010, um, yeah. we ended up doing trading him like a waiver trade, doing a waiver trade, to the Phillies 
so he could play him, yeah. so he could be on that basically could be on their roster and play, and play in the playoffs. A lot of people, you don't understand this. Baseball's funny, man. Like, there's so many players that play in 30 teams, whatever. It's yeah. extremely difficult to actually play in the playoffs. I know myself included. I know so many guys who had never played in the playoffs. One that yeah. that that hits me pretty hard, Felix Hernandez, dude, was so dominant for so many years. Oh, never yeah. Played in the playoffs. Not once. Never in the playoffs. Never pitched. And the big wow, question that's... was, oh, how would you do pitching in the playoffs? Would you be a different guy? This, yeah. that, and the other. But there's some guys, man, they just, not some, there's a ton that don't play in the playoffs ever. Yeah, it's it's funny how that works. Um, and then you, yeah, on the flip side of that, you got guys that, you know, like played with the Giants and, and Boston in the last 10 years here, and they've, they've won three World Series rings. You know, they, they're going like this and they got three rings on one, one hand. Yeah. And then other other blokes have just you know never got there or or whatever, but um, it's it's something that you don't take for granted, and you never know if you're going to get back there. That's why I think once you're there, or you got an opportunity to get there, you just got to give it everything you got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was fortunate enough to have uh, what two with the two with the Twins, two with Oakland, and and two with uh, the Rays. So um, and one of those in the World Series. So yeah. So- so the month of September, you meant you spent more time as month of September, basically, you know, hunting the playoffs for, or know you're going to be in the playoffs compared to being like me, being on shitty teams where yeah. you've got eight September call-ups and you've got these veteran guys. Now I'm going to give you my experience in September for a lot of time. So, and this is for a lot of players too, man. You get to that last month and you're in a situation where you can completely mail it in, man. I've seen guys just like. Uh, you get another sip. You haven't had much of that bang energy drink, by the way. Let's go, dude. No, I want you to bounce off the walls yeah. for the Aussie segment at the end here. So, yeah. uh, and it's a good one too. Wait to hear this. But um, the there's a lot of guys who, and I've been on teams where the veterans just like, oh, you know what, whatever. Like three, four last starts, they give up, you know, a five spot. They don't give, they don't care. And I remember, I never forget R. A. Dickey, who you played with back in the day. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's a different dude, but he did say say this to me. It's like September 10th. And I was, starting to, I was starting to think I was super cool. I was a young player. I was starting to hang out with some of the veteran guys. He's like, yeah. hey, he called me aside. He said, hey, man, those guys are mailed it in. You can't. You are auditioning right now for next year. And I was like, what? Because yeah. I was pitching well, man. Like, I was, I was doing really yeah. well. I was like, no, 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 I'm a dude. Yeah. And he's like, no, you're not. You, yeah. next starts, are going to determine next year for you. I was like, damn. Yeah. So I just, it, it, it just, honestly, it's it flicked a switch for me. And I just went yeah. hard through the end of September. We got these September call-ups, partying, hitting the road. Like when you get on the road, hit the, hit the clubs. And hey, you've got my big leg. You're telling girls are a big leg because they got after having a week in the show. Um, yeah. But it, it was good. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good little piece of advice. But it's a big audition. Yeah. When you're a team that is not doing good things or you're a prospect, one of these young prospects that come up, September's massive. It can determine the rest of your career. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, RA is a good bloke, mate. It's it's funny you bring that up. I, I won't get into it today. I will um, we'll, we'll switch back to next week. But I've got a couple of stories there. And there's a few. He's got a, a book out that came out. And uh, we can have a few stories about that. Me and there is RA one and story. There is, there is one story that I'm going to – this is a little tease to, tease to make sure you, you, you jump on for another episode. Yeah. The river story is insane. Yeah, the river story is uh, is a must must here, and uh, and obviously RA's got a book out there that you guys can purchase, and yeah. um, there's there's a couple other things. 
that I played with him in AAA that I can mention. Um, well, we, we had a bit of a relationship there. It was, it was good. He was a good bloke and a great teammate. And, you know, everyone knows from, from, from those days on, I mean, that bloke went out and won a Cy Young. Amazing. You know, it's pretty, pretty impressive throwing that knuckleball until he was 40 years old. So You, you ever play catch with him? Oh yeah, mate! It was it was the worst day ever. It's the worst day you'd, ever. You'd put the you'd put the bloody shin pads on the whole <laughs> nine. You'd be putting the catcher's gear on just to yeah. play a catch with him Dude, because it, I felt like I was getting a hit in the face with a ball. It was scary. He, he, I remember oh, it was awful. We're, we're playing actually we're playing catch in Minnesota in the in the uh, I'm going to sound old here, but the Metrodome. Yeah. And oh. so the lighting wasn't great, and he's throwing it, and I'm all over the place. I didn't realize there was. I turn around, there's like eight dudes standing behind me laughing because they're all watching. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, hey, I'm going to throw the good one now. I'm like, excuse yeah. me? Dude, this yeah. thing just buzzed past my head. I'm like, no, nah, I'm done. So, yeah. Oh, uh, it's, it, it's actually scary. I don't know how the catchers catch it. And I don't even know how if, – if the catcher's having a hard time catching, how's the bloke supposed to hit it? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, mate. Yeah, you, you'd see it coming at your chest, and then it hit you in the foot. You're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> There's no way you can move that quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, cool. um, uh, it's I'm looking forward to I love how he did it. I love to know how he did it. Preview for a future episode. I'm looking forward to the RA Dicky stories. They are. I've heard. I've heard yeah. of you. Uh, you know, they get better every time you tell them. No, I'm joking. Yeah. But um, they. Uh, no, I, I'm looking forward. We've got to get him on the show too. Maybe one day we can get him on the show. He'd be great on the show. He, he he would for sure. He'd be, he'd sign up for that for sure. There, yeah. There's a, there's a cast of characters who are going to are going to blow into this show here coming up. I've already got the emails and text messages and everyone saying, "Hey, I want to jump on." And you know, yeah, it, even just some clowns back home too. So oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, no, I got a yeah, I got a few boys few boys here that are, are interested in myself. So uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. It is going to sure. be fun. Now speaking of Australia, speaking about fun, I, I, I did put it out there to. Um, I'm going to check. I do have a few more messages to people who want to uh, bring up different topics and just some of the stuff. One guy, this is from Steve Neff. He's from the Gold Coast up in Queensland. Beautiful Gold oh, Coast. Yeah. That's, up north. That's where, that's where my mum lives. Up on the yeah. Gold. He nah, said, beautiful weather up there. Yeah, he goes, hey, why don't you guys talk about the big, because we're talking about the Australian segment, which we haven't named yet. Yeah. He, he says to me, he goes, oh, why don't you guys talk about the big Aussie icons? I was like, the yeah. worst. <laughs> so sure enough, you put in the Google search and you and I were talking about this before we came on and you you sent me a screenshot actually of some yeah. of it. I was like, oh, that's what he's talking about. I, I thought he meant like Kylie Minogue and Jimmy Barnes. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Cole Chisel. Yeah, Cole Chisel. But in actual fact, Guy Sebastian, mate, he's, he's in hot water at the moment. I don't know if you've looked. Oh, uh, no. I haven't looked him up in a while. <laughs> yeah, he's in hot water, right? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but sorry, I'm going to contain myself here. But I loved it, man. I, I lit up when I saw this because I'm thinking to myself, are we going to be talking about, you know, Crocodile Dundee? Come on. He's talking yeah. about the giant, the, the, the big stuff in Australia. Now, when I say the big yeah. stuff, I'm talking the big lobster, the big merino, the big oyster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, mate. Those are, those are classics. They're, they're gold. So what I want to do, I want to go back and forth here. Now, the, like I said, the, he said the big Aussie icon. So we're going to have an iconometer, right? We're going to make yeah. it out of five. How Australian are these things and why? Now, I'm putting this out there because if you're listening to this and if we miss something, I know there's a ton of these around Australia. And you can go Google and we're going to about to talk about it here in a second if you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you're in Western Australia and you're like, oh, you forgot yeah. about the, the – 
you know, the big Ned Kelly or something like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. I yeah, we, yeah. Can't, we can't hit 50 of the Australian big Aussie icons in this one episode. So we're yeah. going to touch on a couple. All right. Grant, yeah. you go first. What do you got, mate? What's, what's the first one you got for me? Well, first thing that comes to mind, mate, it's the big banana, you know? <laughs> I'll save that to the end. Oh, sorry, mate. But, um, yeah, as a kid, you just remember going traveling. You go traveling around and, uh, yeah, you'd be in the car with mum and dad. You'd be going up the Pacific Highway, you you know, going for a drive. You know, we say going on holiday. You're like, oh, look, there's a big banana up at Coffs Harbour. <laughs> They still haven't, they still haven't bypassed it yet. Yeah, you'd pull in, dad'd pull in, we go in and take a look and grab some lunch and hit the road again and get back you'd on. Have, you know? You'd have some chips there. You're like, oh, the big bananas coming up. Can we yeah. stop that? He's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> mate, we've got to keep Straight bust. But no, dude, the he, um the funny thing about that is because a lot of these big like these big icons that you got the Pacific yeah. Highway, especially for us from New South Wales up through Queensland, a lot yeah. of them get bypassed now because they keep building those new freeways. Yeah, yeah. I actually drove at the end of January. I was driving back to Sydney before I flew back to the States and I made sure, I, I think I've got, I've got to pull up some photos or something. I stopped yeah. at that big banana. I had to, mate. Coffs yeah. Harbour, I've got to say, it was a good spot too because if you were going up to the Gold Coast, it was kind of in, in between. yeah. So yeah. you could stop there and you know get your, your big banana hat for fifty bucks. <laughs> Take the kids, mate. They would love that. I think they had a fun park there or something like a, a slide or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's always a good little pit stop, you know, on the way. The the thing was about the big banana though, you like some of these you could actually go in them, and they're just yeah, yeah they're just I don't even know what they're made out of, like plastic or something. But you think there's going to be yeah. like some giant, I don't know, something cool in there, and it's just it's just a it's hollow. <laughs> It's just right, a, so, out of a one, just one a big piece of plastic banana yeah, exactly. painted yellow and on the side of the road. So what do we got, mate, for the iconometer? One out of five, one to five in the iconometer. What do we got for the big banana? Oh, geez, mate. I mean, for me as a kid, one to five, one being the um, top or the bottom? No, the bottom. Five being the most iconic. Five? Uh, I'll throw it as a two. Dude, I'm, I'm giving it a five, mate, because exactly oh, yeah? what you said. Now, I know it's not iconic for Australia or whatever, because it's more of a yeah. sell you some bananas and sell you merch and whatever. But as a kid, mate, that was everything to me. When, when I, oh, yeah. One of the first things I did when I had um, a man to come over my wife and even my kids, I'm like, got to go to the big banana straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, definitely when you're traveling, it's great as a kid, because yeah. you're sitting in the back seat, you're bored as hell. You're like, mom and dad, you know, are we there yet? They're like, oh, would you shut up, you know? <laughs> and then, they, yeah, look, we'll stop off at the big banana in about half hour. <laughs> and you'd see it, you know, and it was, uh, it was oh, mate, awesome. it was awesome. It was awesome. All right, so here's the next one. And and this is another one. Again, people from the West Coast, from Perth or whatever, they're going to get pissed off because we're just doing all East Coast ones. But that, that's where all these really – that's what yeah. we'll like. write in and let us know a few others. We'd yeah, love to hear about them. Exactly. You know? If you're from South Australia, I see the big miner from Kabunda down in South Australia. Yeah, whatever. We're not yeah. talking about him. But if you, if you want to go for it, what about the big Merino? Did you ever go south? Yeah. Yeah. That thing was massive. That was cool. That, that thing was huge. I mean, that was larger than life itself, that thing. That thing was <laughs> monstrous. 
I mean, it almost, but it almost bloody scare you as a kid. It was so big. It was you know? massive. And, and it was. You go down in the snow, or if you go on a skiing trip. Oh, down the snow, he's down the uh, Mount Kosciuszko, down the Blue <laughs> Cow. Perishes Wiggins, yeah. Perishes <laughs> Wiggins. You stop at the Big Marina, and there's a bunch of stuff to eat there or whatever, and it was good. And obviously, yeah, you know, I even what's a marina? It's like a big sheep or something, is it? Like it's a sheep? Big, yeah, man, it's a big yeah. sheep. Yeah. So I guess I guess the Big Marina in Goulburn, actually, it's actually in Goulburn, is a testament to the huge wool growing industry in the Goulburn area. With now, yeah. the wool industry back in the day was Australia's, you know, I guess, Australia's biggest export. So that that's yeah. that's pretty iconic. What would you give that one to five? What do you got? Yeah, probably. I'll give that. I'll go give that a three. Fair enough. I'll give it a three. I'll throw it right in the middle. Yeah. I guess I'm just thinking of some other things in the back of my head that are iconic to Australia. Okay. So I'm, I'm not rating it so high, but as far as memories and stuff, great memories, you know? For sure. Definitely great memories passing these places up. Yeah. Um, all right. What do you got? What's the next one for you? Uh, so, you know, you're talking about heading south. <laughs> I got the dog on the tucker box, mate, down in Goulburn. <laughs> There's another one in Goulburn. Is that, is that in Goulburn, is it? Uh, sorry, uh, Gundagai. Gundagai. Gundagai, not Goulburn. I'm sorry. Yeah. My apologies to everyone hey, in Gundagai down there. What's the song? Hey, what, what's the Gundagai song? I know you know it, dude. Oh, mate. Jeez. The yeah, Road to Gundagai. So long. From the Road to Gundagai. <laughs> On the Road to Gundagai. Remember? Dude, we used to have this. Old school stuff from back in the day. I mean, these you're talking these guys are pioneers back in the mid 1800s 1830 1850 and there was just a bunch of pioneers that were basically you know exploring australia at the time right we'd already had captain james cook come in 1788 and you know sort of from great britain but these blokes are you know obviously exploring australia there and they're, they're trying to find out from what i believe is the murrumbidgee river and they've, they've gone through gundagai <laughs> And um, I guess they come up when we're on these trails, when they're walking the trails and things like that, from my understanding, they would always, you know, make up songs and sing or just the pastime, you know? And this had come up, The Road to Gundagai uh, was one of the songs. And it became iconic, actually. And being, I think um, over time, they'd kind of changed it a little bit, um, changed the wording and whatnot and rewritten but um definitely an iconic song almost like a waltz in matilda in australia you know yeah it, you, you're right and it's um it's that stuff you had to used to have to do what is it called bush dancing or barnyard dancing or something yeah. <laughs> like you do the um around your partner what was that thing oh uh, yeah you do that at, like on um if you like on uh you know when you'd go to the your formal yeah. <laughs> you'd have your high school formal you know you'd you'd Put your arm out and swing it around and whatever. <laughs> Back the other way. <laughs> so yeah. the, the, okay, so our one to five, that's got to be up there, mate. That's got to be up there. Yeah, you know, if anyone doesn't know back, you know, from, from the States here, everyone know back in Australia, Tucker Box, it's it's a, basically a lunchbox. And the dog on the Tucker Box is uh, basically what, what happened was that the, these guys would walk, they'd have dogs with them. So the, the dog would sit there and guard his master's uh, lunchbox, you know, and sit there and guard the lunchbox, mate. So uh, anyone tried to, you know, dig their hands in and steal his lunch, he'd just rip the shreds. He's <laughs> <laughs> standing guard over it. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, there's a few here. I, I, I want to know where – I'm trying to figure out where to go here. I, I'm going to say – I'm going to get off the childhood memory one. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's good. I'm going to get childhood memory because I really wanted to see this. We used to always have baseball, uh, 
baseball carnivals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tournaments in Tamworth. Yeah. All right, the big golden guitar. The big golden guitar. Yeah, yeah, up so, in Tamworth. That was, a big, that was a big musical festival up there in Tamworth every year. Which is funny, man, because country music is it's in, in the States, it's super mainstream. Like, I yeah. remember coming oh, to the yeah. US and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you either listen to, to rap music or you listen to country music. Or, like, it was so mainstream. They had, like, country music radio, like, channels. And I was like, yeah. so going to Tamworth was super, like, country music. It was, it, you would think about, like, you know, back in the day, like some some hick out there singing away. But then all of a sudden you, you figure out there's a huge country music festival. It's a massive deal. But I remember yeah. I used to love seeing that guitar, mate. It was unreal. I kind of made it out. I'm going to go because – I bet this is gonna upset people in rural yeah. rural Australia. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a two. I'm gonna go yeah. a two. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably put it there myself as a two. I, I have a couple of childhood memories from going up there playing in a, in a couple of baseball tournaments, but at the time, I think they were they were mainly like beer drinking tournaments for most of those <laughs> blokes. <laughs> yeah, it was um, bring as much beer as you can, boys. You know, and um, we'll play a little baseball too. You know, but uh, some good <laughs> some good times. Yeah, the uh, yeah parents were loving it, old Tamworth. Tamworth, oh, by the yeah. way, is a country town. I've been there for a long time. I know people, if you listen in Tamworth or you're upset with me, I know you are. I, um, all right, so I want to give a couple honourable mentions for some of these. You've got the Big Axe in Kew. If you've ever driven up the, the, up the Pacific Highway, it's, it's gotten bypassed now. But Kew, yeah. mate, was, um, was the spot. Kew, it's where all the, you see all these, these bikers and stuff would rock up in Kew, but there's the Big Axe in Kew. You got yeah. obviously we talked about the big banana, very iconic. I'm giving that a five. There's one we haven't mentioned. I'm about to get to it though. We've got the big chook in Mumba in Mumbai, New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> a, couple, a couple for me, the big prawn, which yeah, the big prawn. I remember that's that. up the Pacific Highway on the way up yeah. to Gold, the Gold Coast. Now we haven't talked about the big pineapple. Yeah, up in Queensland. <laughs> that's always anytime you anytime you um you bring up the the Aussie icons, the first one that comes up is the big pineapple. I, I don't know why that is exactly. Yeah, it's up it's up in Queensland. Yeah, the pineapple growing state up there. The uh where is it real quick? I've got to find it real quick. It's it's in, in Gimby, uh, an old gold mining town, home of the big pineapple, perched on the roof of a vacant petrol station, gas station. Big pineapple yeah. well known for in the surrounding area. But for some reason, I don't know what the significance is. You gave the um, the dog on the tucker box. I don't know why the big pineapple. I'm not going to give it a good iconometer score because I don't really what it means for. Well, I think it's just. I think up in Queensland is a big pineapple growing um, right. area. From, yeah, from right. just my. Yeah. That's just me throwing a guess out there. I think that's that's what it's about. So I will give it a three. I'll give it a three for the iconometer because everyone knows what it is. But if you do yeah. have one that we haven't talked about or your favorite one. Send us it, send it in, and we'll we'll get to it on 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 the next show. But uh, <laughs> what anything else you got before we wrap up the uh, Aussie segment, mate? I think that's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a few uh, other ones that I've got in the bag for uh, for next uh, for next week. I got some ideas. Also, got uh, you know I spoke to you before the show about t- talking about the footy in Australia. You talk about here in in the states. Uh, obviously, the the NFL is about to kick off here uh, this week. So a big, big week for NFL fans and stuff like that. We talk baseball here most of the time, but um, we still love to watch our footy. Yes. And back home in Australia and the NRL, they're about That's to go into uh, the finals footy, as we call it, top eight. I'll be watching them here uh, from the lounge room, mate. Pretty upset with the West Tigers, I must say, mate. It was uh, 
You texted me. Rough you said you need a new team. You jump and ship. Mate, uh, it's 44 I years. Said, We've on, had mate. one premiership. Come to the Henny Penny Knights. Mate, I'm spewing. They ended up finishing the year 38 to nil. 38 to zero against Canterbury, who are the wooden spooners. So I'm a huge fan, but mate, what an embarrassment. Honestly, it was embarrassing to be a Tigers fan, and they should be embarrassed of themselves, honestly. Hopefully, it gives them a kick in the nuts to uh, get going next year. (laughs) But we'll talk some footy, some NRL footy. Also, talk some Mad Monday, too. Oh, yeah, talk some Mad Monday. That's um, that's obviously legendary. So we'll. We'll leave it at that and we'll get stuck into that for, for next week. Well, Grant, this has been fun, mate. It's always a pleasure to get a chance to hear your stories. And I'm looking yeah. forward to R.A. Dickey, mate. I've written it down. I can't wait to get to that. Um, yeah, no, that'll be good. Like I said, mate, it's always great getting on here with you and sharing stories and going back and forward. You're uh, obviously uh, very knowledgeable about the game of baseball. <laughs> and, and um, mate, you're, uh, you're still around it a ton. I love it that you're talking. You're talking about playoff experience like in September, throwing five straight games. Then you, then you mentioned the wooden spooners. That was me. All of a sudden, uh, in September, I was I was on the wooden spooner team. If you do have any, I, I want to throw this out too. If you have anything you want Brant to talk about, or a question you got for him, why he acts like an absolute nutcase before he pitches, or anything to do with baseball, with footy, or any comments. Or anything Australian or whatever it is, make sure you hit us up. We'll get back to you. And trust me, we'll, we'll give you a shout out too, like we did uh, this time out. And I appreciate Steve Neff for the, uh, the the big eyes, the icons. That was fun. That was fun. And then uh, yeah. Dan James, uh, big Danny James. I pro- I apologise from New South Wales for not getting the Grants record last time, but we did get to it, so I'm glad we did. We'll catch you next week right here on the Top Step. Yeah.